Hi guys, it's Rach. Welcome to the show and a big announcement. Or like a big announcement to me, to you, maybe it's a small announcement, a little blip on your radar, but I'm super excited. Let me tell you what's going on. So you might recall at the end of last year, we went on a little tour. We got the team together and we went on a little tour and it was so fun. We got to go to the Midwest. We got to go to a bunch of cities I had never been before. But there's something we didn't get to do on that tour. And that is take the tour to cities where we had been before, where we'd done conferences, where we have communities, where our biggest segments of the podcast audience live. We didn't get to go there. And there was a reason why. Our reasoning was we wanted to try it out. We wanted to see what it was before we knew what it was going to be. And now we know what it's going to be. So later this summer, I promise I'll tell you all the details when I have them. We're taking the podcast out on the road to the cities that we have hung out in before. Those cities that many of you were like, I can't believe you're not coming to dot, dot, dot. Get ready. I'm going to come. I'm going to come in the summertime when hopefully your kids are out of school, when you have a break, when you can hang out with me, have some fun, have some laughs, get motivated. It's going to be awesome. But before we do that, I got to I got to test it. I got to test it because my intention with this conversation is it's podcast tour and we're going to laugh. Yes, you're going to be motivated. I promise you will get some motivation, but I feel like when we get together, my favorite part of it is that we're telling stories, we're laughing our faces off, you're leaving feeling uplifted and inspired and like you got your cup filled up. And because I'm going to do entirely new content, like stuff I've never done before, I've got to try it out first. And I picked two cities to do test shows. I don't really know another word for it. I'm sure there's like a cool industry term like workshop or something. But <laughs> I'm going to come to Los Angeles and New York and I'm coming to very intimate theaters. These are small rooms like 150 seats to try out this new material. It's still going to be amazing. You're still going to laugh. You're still going to feel fired up. You're going to have a drink with your friends. You're going to do the whole thing. But we're going to just test some stuff so that I can see what you guys respond to before I take it out in a bigger way. On May 13th in Los Angeles and May 21st in New York, your girl's coming to town. She's coming in hot. And because <laughs> I am doing this round exactly the way that makes sense to me, both of these shows, get ready for it, are matinees. I'm talking. We're like, do you want to do a Saturday night show? And I was like, I do not. I want to go to bed at a reasonable hour. And I just have to believe you guys also want to go to bed at a reasonable hour. So both shows, both LA and New York, are matinee shows so that you can come, have some drinks, do a little day drinking with your friends, laugh your face off, get fired up, do a Q&A session with me, and then Go have an early dinner and be back home and in your jam jams by 8 p.m. Like this, I'm trying, this is the show I want to go to. So I feel like you and I were on the same level. Now, why am I talking about that in today's episode? Because 
for the first time on this tour, I'm going to do a little bit of a mashup. I'm taking my favorite parts of this show and bringing them on the road. That means an hour of let's talk about real life. Let's talk about inspiration. Let's talk about how you are totally a badass and you absolutely can accomplish anything you set your mind to. And I'm going to prove it to you with a myriad of talking points and a lot of really funny stories that make you pee your pants because you're laughing so hard. That's one half. And then the second half is a play on Ask Rach. If you listen to the show regularly, you know I do a series called Ask Rach where people call in from all over the world and ask me questions. If you've never come to one of my conferences, then you might not know that this happens live. When we do shows, I interact live with the audience and answer questions in real time, and they always end up being some of the favorite moments of every single weekend. So I figured if you guys dig it that much and they always end up being the things that people remember and talk about, why don't we bring that on the road too? So it's a little bit of inspiration, a whole lot of humor, and every single tour stop will involve Q&A. And to give you an idea of what that will feel like, to give you an idea of what to expect and the kind of women that end up coming to these rooms, I wanted to share some past conversations I've had live at events. So you can vibe it out. You can hear that we talk about anything and everything. Questions range from parenting to business to body image to trying to figure out what you're going to do after college to trying to have body confidence in high school to looking at your life as an empty nester or as a woman in her 70s trying to figure out what she's going to do. We talk about it all. So in a new series I'm sharing here on the podcast, we're doing Ask Rach live so you can hear exactly what it's like. Now, this is a little bit of a teaser because <laughs> I don't have a link for you to go to. I don't have a website to buy tickets yet. I don't have any of that stuff. I promise I will link out to the theaters as soon as information is up. And because they're small rooms, hopefully I'll get that out to you and you'll be able to grab it if you're anywhere near LA or New York and you want to come hang out, have a little day drinking moment into a nice evening with your girlfriends yes your fella can come yes dudes can everybody's welcome anybody's welcome just know i'm gonna talk about a lot of things that women are gonna get more okay so everybody's welcome but make sure if you bring someone they can handle a conversation that will involve a uterus, my pubic hair, the absolute madness that is being a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. I don't know how. Let's talk about it. We could talk about breastfeeding. We could talk about labor and delivery. I don't know. Are we going to talk about those weird mesh underwear they make us wear after we have the baby? Potentially. Are we going to talk about the narrative that is put on us from our family of origin, the patriarchy, the world at large, like media in general? Yes, yes, and yes. It's all, it's all going to be in the mix, guys. Anything and everything. I'm just, I'm just setting you up now. Don't bring them if you can't handle it. So yeah, that's what's going on. That's the why. Even if you're not able to make it to these upcoming shows, I think you're really going to dig this content because... It's always the stuff that really resonates. When we hear someone else tell their story, 
we see ourselves. And I think that you might see yourself or hear yourself in a lot of the stories we're sharing in this episode. I will add one caveat to the mix. These conversations were taped in a big cavernous like arena, right? Whenever you're in a big room, the sound quality is not going to be perfect. So if there are moments you're like, why is Rach yelling? It's because I'm looking out at a massive group of people and you're hearing the reverb of that bouncing back at me through the mic. So I'm sorry that this isn't the greatest sound quality you've ever heard, but I think the content is really beautiful. And I love that these women had the courage to stand up and share their stories. I hope you will make it out to LA or New York and maybe be one of the women that shares a story with us in the room. Or if not, then look for more details later in the summer for the podcast tour and you can come hang out with us on the road. Until then, as always, I love you guys. I'm rooting for you. And here are some Ask Rach live. Let me do it again. And here is Ask Rach live. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. See, when we don't do things the way that we want to, we beat ourselves up, right? We think that we should have been better. We should have been stronger. I wish I was like my sister. I wish I was like my mom. I wish I was like Marissa from eighth grade. I wish that I could do these things in a different way. We compare ourselves to other people, and when we compare ourselves, all we come up with is lack. Who gets what I'm saying? And so what you have to ask yourself right now is what are the belief systems that were put in place that you keep acting out this model again and again and again since you were a little girl for most of us that tell you that you're not enough? Why do you believe the way you believe? And since for me, everything comes down to why. I want to understand why I do the thing that I do. Because I don't know about you guys, but I can get really emotional, I can get really anxious. Anyone else have anxiety? Right, I can feel these feelings and they feel very big and very overwhelming. And when they happen, I think that it means that the world's crumbling down around me. Anyone ever have that? Right, and so when things become way bigger than they actually are, we tell ourselves that something in us is broken. We tell ourselves that things are really, really, really bad. And the truth is, something is happening to make you believe that way. And if you can step back and understand why you have a belief in the first place, you know your why. Who gets that? So who knows a belief, who can think of a belief that they have about themselves as a woman, as a human, that you know is broken, but when I show you a coffee pot, 
you understand that things are being filtered through that lens, right? Yellow shirt. Yeah, you didn't raise your hand, but I feel it. Also, if you're in this room, you might be called on. Just prepare your heart for that. What's your name? Tana. Tana, can you stand up? Yeah. Guys, give it up for Tana. What's a belief system you know in your heart is, is broken, but you see the world through that lens? Um, that no one of high value will see my value romantically. Mm. That no one of high value will see her value romantically. So tell me some of the beliefs that you have. Are you, um, you love men or you love women? You love both. 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 Love it. Both. Yay. <laughs> Options are endless for you, Tana. Okay. You'd think it'd be, it'd be easier, but. Right. So, okay. So, so let's do this. Let's, this is a practice that I want. You can turn to a note page. You can do this for yourself. So real quick, Tana, I want you to tell me what are some of the things when you think about love when you think about a romantic partner, when you think about this like fairy tale, beautiful thing that could happen, tell me what that represents to you. Like what all that could be. Just give me some like rapid fire. What does it mean? Oh, I can talk about business all day, but I'm shaking right now. Well, right. <laughs> um, so what are the good things that are of value? Yeah, so no, you just tell me when you imagine like a fairy tale, beautiful romantic okay. relationship, what does that mean to you? Um, a fellow influencer entrepreneur to go on a journey with me. Right, Someone right. to create art No, no, okay, me. hold on. You're describing your mate. Okay. I love you for this. Okay. The intention is beautiful, but that's not what I'm asking. Okay. You tell me when you imagine. See, right now, can we just, can we all, can we all see this? She's focusing on the person instead of the experience she wants to create. Okay, so just watch, just track with me for a second. What is the experience? When I am in love... Yes. It will feel like, um, when I'm in love, it will feel like someone has set me apart okay. and that I am special enough to put first. Right. Keep going. As many things as you can um, think of. Being in love with the dream partner <laughs> would be... Give me words. It'll be romantic. It'll be beautiful. I'll feel supported. I'll feel like any of those things. Um, I'll feel desired. I'll feel desired. Okay, what I'll, else? I'll feel adored. I'll feel adored. What else? Um, I will feel respected. I'll feel respected. Understood. Understood. Um, okay, do this for me. Yes. Now I want you to think back to the time you were a little girl. Yeah. And I want you to tell me what are some of the things that you believed about love and romantic relationship based on what you saw when you were little? That you were gonna end up with the person you dated in high school. Okay, that you were gonna did. end up with the person you dated in high school. Was that beautiful or was that um, sort of? It was beautiful at first when I had that and then a few years after, like in the college years, we broke up and it's like, what now? <laughs> so are your parents still together? Yes, they okay, are. Okay, so describe their romantic relationship for me. Um, ups and downs, uh, but mostly supportive parents, supportive <laughs> partners, um, very different from each other, but also finding a common ground and creating a beautiful family and life, successful and able to do the things they love. Right. So what I notice is that when you described your parents' relationship, you didn't use one single word that you used to describe <laughs> your dream romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so what I'm trying to get, you can do this with romance, you can do this with finance, you can do this with business, with intelligence, is that there is a disconnect. That's your filter. There's a disconnect between what you want and how you see things. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your parents' relationship. It means what was modeled to you is what you look for. You even said, mom and daddy were together since high school and that's what they had. And so I had that for a minute, but then when it went away when I was in college, now I don't have it anymore. So now you're operating with this system of belief that nobody out there is gonna see the value in you. So when, tell me this, when um, this is, we're going off topic, but this is helpful for the work that we're trying to do. When there is something that you want in life, what you actually need to do is to align with the feeling of having that. See, we do not, you know, the secret and the law of attraction and this idea of we can attract into our lives what we want. Who's ever heard that before? You can attract into your life what you want. Wayne Dyer said, we don't attract into our life what we want, we attract into our life what we are. So when you continue to focus on this idea that I am never gonna find a person of value who can value me, that's all you see. That's you, like, energy flows to what you focus on. So you're just continuing to focus on this idea. You perpetuate this myth. And so subconsciously, through that filter, you're gonna only look for people that keep realigning with the belief that you have. I was just talking to, the, to someone on my team about this the other day. She's like, I just, I, all I find are these immature guys. They're just super immature. And, the, and she was going on and on, and she's in this room, so she's probably laughing at me right now because I'm sharing this story. But I was like, yeah, because that's all you believe you are going to find, and so that is the reality. So instead of, like, we have to break the pattern. We have to break the paradigm that you have created that says this is the truth. And the way that you do that is you focus on feeling. So for a moment, I want you to ask yourself, if you felt desired, if you felt set apart, if you felt all of those words that you described to us in this room, tell me what that would, like, what's that feeling that you would have? Well, the first feeling is I'm not convinced that I would deserve it. It's like the feeling now or the feeling if it was accomplished. <laughs> if it was accomplished. So you don't feel like you deserve, um, why? I would just feel like I had company, you know? I feel um, in a lot of my endeavors, I don't get to really have a sidekick or company. So I would feel less alone. Yeah, you feel lonely. I, I am, and I am. Yeah. And, and someone even reached out to me you know, kind of like romantically. And I, my first thought was, what do they want with me? They're skinny and beautiful and smaller than me, <laughs> you know? And I just went, eh, and put it down, so. Real quick, um, just because I want to give this to Tana. Um, have any of you ever felt any of the things that she's talking about right now? I just want you to look around this room. We think it's beautiful that you're showing up in the spaces yourself, and we want you to know that we felt it too, okay? So, that being said, when you describe this idea of partnership or feeling not so alone, that feels like love, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You guys are gonna hear me reiterate this over and over, there's only two feelings, there's only two states. There's fear, which is what you're holding on to now. Fear that you are not enough. Fear, why would they want me? Fear, I'm never gonna find my person. And there's love. And the love that you can exist in right now, do you have friends? Lots of friends. Good friends? Good friends. Friends Great that make friends. you feel so loved and special. Yeah. And when we did the gratitude meditation and I said we're thankful for friendship, did their faces pop into your head? Yes. That's the feeling to align with. 
Yes. So you're gonna get the same kind of, like people get this so twisted. We want love. And we're like, God, the universe, I want love. I want a part, who's single and wants love, right? We're like, I want love in the world, right? And we think that in order to experience love, someone needs to love us. Track with me. We think that in order to experience love, someone needs to love us. And if you want to experience love, it can happen in an instant. You love someone else. So what you need to do is align with the feeling of the love you already have in your life. You are so freaking blessed. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, what's, what's our friend's name? That's Amanda. Amanda. Do you ever wonder why Amanda wants to be your friend? Yes, too many times. Tana. Oh, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Oh, damn. Okay, hold on. Okay, okay, we're good. We're gonna talk about something else, but now we're gonna do this work because this is what we need to do right now. Okay, what's going on? I feel like I can do anything in the world but this. But be loved? Yeah. Okay, do you love others? Absolutely. Right, so do you love yourself? I love myself when it's just me in the equation. But, Explain that. Um, like I'll look in the mirror and wink at myself, hey, you know? But to open up the possibility that I think someone, someone else would do that, that's when I get scared. Did you feel like you had love when you were little? Yeah. Right, okay. So can you find the point in time where the filter changed? Yeah. It's after my seven-year relationship in high school, and I, uh, after that breakup, became a drug addict for three years, Mm -hmm. and then been clean and sober 16 years, but the wound's still there. Right. So, tell me what it felt like when you went through that breakup. When he left, I got on the floor and held his leg and asked him, asked him not to go. I, I really didn't know any other way to feel successful at love if he, if he left. Hmm. See, was it Brad Pitt? <laughs> George Clooney. Right, right, okay. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Was he the greatest man that ever lived? The... No, I thought so at the time, right. but today right. maybe not a match at all. Even. Well, if he didn't see the value in you, then definitely not a match at all. Period. Do you believe that the person who's meant for you is, is out here in the world? I don't know. That's don't true. tell me what your head says. I want you to search your heart right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. And in that same spot in your heart where you know that that person's there the love that's meant to be yours, that's the love that you have for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the part of you believes that you are worthy and lovable and good. And it sounds to me like you are holding on to so much anger at yourself mm. for the choices that you made. 16 years ago, 19 years ago, 
You're not that woman anymore. And of course, that guy, no way he could be with this woman because you're a completely different iteration than you've ever been before. It's true. And so you don't have to have the answers. You don't have to have all the answers right in this moment. But you do have to just keep coming back to that place in your heart that knows love. You are love. Is she a loving person? Is she a good friend? You, you're the definition of love. You are the definition of love. It's when this gets in the way. It's when all of the stuff in our head leads us astray. It's all of this pain, it's all this stuff. I wanna like pull it out of you, right? I can feel it. If I can give you a word for this weekend, if I can give you um, thoughts to take with you in the next three days. Release. This is the word. Release it. You're meant to be flying. You're this magnificent phoenix. You're meant to be soaring. You're meant to be doing great things. You're meant to love not just this partner who is there, who is out in the world, but also the work that you do and the people that you show up for and the friends and the family in your life. You're meant to be soaring and you're anchored to the ground. Release. All right? And understand that we don't have to believe every stupid thought we think. It's a relief. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that was true. <laughs> Just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. It's through this lens of all of this other garbage. Release. Okay. Just start there. I can see you in your head already being like, this is it. No, there's too many things. You don't know me. You don't understand. You don't know how bad it's been. You don't know the things. You don't. No, I'm here for it. Yes. I'm here for it. Just keep coming back to this, okay? If Just this love. Me, right. <laughs> you won't listen to Amanda. Okay? We're going to start there. Okay. And we're not done. But I just want you to understand this thing. What you are hoping for, you already have. You want to be seen. Amanda sees you. You want to be not alone. You're not alone. Right? You want love? You have love. Everything that you want, you already have. We think that we need things or money or cars or a house or something someday, someday when COVID's over, someday when my business takes off, someday when I make a, a, a thousand more dollars, someday, some, well, you already have everything that you need. You have it. And when you can sit in the abundance of what you happen, your world explodes. When you are a person who exists, who just radiates love, radiates, I just got chills. When you radiate love, you just lived in like, I don't know who's out there, I don't know what's happening, but I know that I am love. I am generating this energy, I am operating at this level. This is my vibration, it is one of love. When you do that, who doesn't want to be with someone who is just love? 
Tell me a human in this world who doesn't want to be around someone who is radiating joy and love and positivity and freaking loves themselves and loves others. You haven't found this partner because you won't find them until you love yourself as much as they're going to. That's why. This is the last key, that you get that you always had it. And that's when the universe aligns you with who you're meant to be with. Okay? Okay. Guys, give it up for Tana. Thank you, Rachel. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. See, I think we're taught that we grow out of our past selves, and I think every single version of us is right here inside. Every fear, every insecurity, every piece of goodness, every piece of light, all of those ages are lined up going all the way back. And if I look at the insecurity when it comes to a new relationship, I can identify it with myself at age 16. Why? Because in my family, you were not allowed to date until you were 16. My parents were incredibly strict and it was a really specific number that our whole family knew. And so when I turned 16, I didn't really like anybody. Please track this with me. I didn't really like anyone, but I knew that that was the age in my family that you were allowed to date. And I also grew up in a place that believed, and I am welcoming of every kind of human, and if you are watching this and you think this is true, you do you. But I grew up in a family and a community where what a girl was meant to do was find a good man to marry. If you did other things after that, groovy. But your success was, could you find a man that could love you and be your husband and then you're gonna have your kids and then you're gonna do your thing? That was what I grew up being told. And so something weird happened to me at age 16 where I was aware that now it was time to have a boyfriend. But if you think I'm awkward now with the dolphin flappers, I want you to imagine me with braces and acne and zero ability to pick out an outfit and shopping at the Goodwill and no social skills. That, that's what was coming at you, 
okay? Nobody was lining up for Rach. Nobody was like, mm, there she is. She's got corn stuck in her braces from last night. I bet she's awesome. Katie, I'm telling you, when you're like, I just, you get cooler from here on. I just gonna get, you're probably already cool, but it's gonna even get better. So, at what age can you remember feeling this insecurity for the first time? So, someone shout out at me your version. And if you already said yours, let's, let's do some newbies. What is your version of not enough? Let's just shout them out. I'm not nice enough. Woo, yes. Anyone ever felt like I am not nice enough? Okay, great. You are not alone. What else? I'm not empathetic enough. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have enough empathy. Um, what was, I just heard someone say, independent. I'm not independent enough. What does that mean to you? Can we, can we get a mic? Because I know I always forget to say that. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Kristen. Okay, so what does um, it mean? To be able to do things on my own without anybody else. So I am not independent enough. I am not able to do things on my own without anybody else. Correct. Go deeper. What does that mean? Relationally, take care of yourself. Um, security. Security. Mostly. Okay. I was raised in a family where like dad did all of those things. And right. he did all of those things even when I was well into college. So right. financially, like making sure bills were paid and things were done right. correctly. Right. So, so in your, the way that you were raised was the man takes care of yes. the finances. He does all of that. He knows. And yes. mom's attitude was what? What he says goes. Right. And kind of hiding things on the side. Right. Okay. So like, oh, I'm going to go shopping and he'll never know. Okay. Right. right. But she taught me to buy things when you grocery shop so that he wouldn't figure it out. Right. Ooh, I want to unpack this for like an hour. The layers here are good. Okay, but let's stick with the independent thing real yeah. quick. So I'm not independent enough is one of your fears. Yeah. How does that show up for you as a limiting belief? What is that keeping you from doing? It's keeping me from, from starting my business and really going all in on it. Right. Um, it's keeping me from, well, it kept me in a marriage that I wasn't happy with for mm -hmm. a very long time. That's right. now ended. Right. Um, and that's been helpful because yes. I'm learning I can. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But the biggest thing is just sh giving myself the financial security that I thought I just was supposed to have from having a husband. Right. And I just, I want to honor this and like the, the truth in what you said. I freaking promise you that you are not the only woman in this room who has ever felt like in order to be financially secure, I have to have a partner to be financially secure with. Who has ever felt that? Or maybe you're watching at home and that's something that you can raise your hand. And I just, if you look mm -hmm. around the room, you'll see so many people raise their hand because that was the filter that we saw growing up. Exactly. Now I am positive, whether it's in this room or watching at home, that someone was raised by a badass single mom, right? And a badass single mom, if you were raised by, Gianna is not confused about whether or not she can take care of herself, right? Because you, did you see that modeled for you? You might have, you, we, you got, we all got our stuff, right? We have other things, but that's not the filter that she has. And so what's really interesting is that you understand where that comes from. When was the age that you can see this insecurity? Like, can you think back to you at a certain age? What is it? I feel like it was when I left for college when I was 17, because it was when I was leaving the house and like, oh, I'm still going to need my dad. Like, right. So you had to be independent for the first time, but you don't feel like you actually can. Well, and I also don't think I was really allowed to be. He still kept, like, doing things for me to make sure that they got done in his right. 
correctly, even right. though I was fully capable. Right. So remember, we talked about this earlier. When someone is making a fear-based decision out of love, like they love yeah. you so much, but it's, it's couched in fear, so they're doing something because they're afraid for you, so he's gonna keep instilling in you that you can't do it by yourself. Which is, it's not that he doesn't love you or believe in you or think you're amazing, it's that he has a fear, oh my gosh, if I don't take care of her, yes. what is going to happen? Right. And do you know enough about daddy's background to understand where that comes from for him? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so is there something in his past that makes him believe that that is his role? Yes. Or it's that he didn't have it's it? It's cultural right. in, in, for him. Right, that that is the job, right? Yes. And so here you are, and you're how old? I'm 34, almost 35. Okay, so almost 35 years old, and you're struggling with this fear of independence. Yeah. Okay, so if you can think back to you at college age, what's your name? Priya. Priya. Yes. Okay, so Priya, if you can think back to yourself, college age, I want you to, and do this with me while I do it with her. I want you to think of yourself at the age where you feel like this insecurity showed up. And if you have to close your eyes, if that makes it easier, I want you to think back to this version of you. What does she need? She needs to be given the opportunity to try. She needs to be given the opportunity to try. What else does she need? Um, grace. She needs grace. Yeah. What else does she need? Um, uh, like a soft spot to land. She like needs... when, because I'm not going to do it all right. So somebody to help me when I need it, right. but not be there all the time. Right. And so here's the beauty of independence, okay? Is that you give yourself those things. You give yourself those things. So our mind, our subconscious mind, does not know the difference between things that actually happen and what we imagine. I talked about this earlier in the conversation. It's why you can have an anxiety attack thinking about made up things. You can actually make your nervous system overreact and go haywire by imagining scenarios that have not happened. So that is a really negative way that our subconscious works, but a really beautiful way that our subconscious works is that you can go back right now in your mind, or you can do this soul work later tonight, and you can imagine, do you have kids? Yeah, Okay. You have a four-year-old. Yeah. Uh, little boy or a little girl? Boy. Okay, so you have a little boy. Mm -hmm. I want you to think, if he was 17 years old, which is hard, because, oh my gosh, when they leave for college, I'm just gonna be a basket case. But I want you to imagine that your four-year-old is leaving for college, he's 17. And you know for him that he needs a soft spot to land and grace and the chance to try. From a mother's heart, I want you to go back and I want you to imagine, I want you to envision it like a movie in your mind of you, Priya, at 35, giving 17-year-old Priya what you did not have. And maybe that means that you give her what your mother should have given you. Does that make sense? Yes. That she should have stepped in. Yep. She did the best she could with what she had. Yes. All of our parents did the best that they could with what they had. But it also means that instead of teaching you how to stand up for yourself, she taught you how to hide. Yes. Right. And that's okay. Those are the tools that she had. But you, with your mother's heart, can go give your 17-year-old self what you didn't have in that moment. And any time you find yourself falling into these insecurities of not enough, if you can track back to yourself at a younger age and just ask that simple question, what did she need to hear? What did four-year-old me need to hear? What did 22-year-old me need to hear? Because it changes at every age and in every scenario. But it is a beautiful journey that you can go on. I think that we can heal a lot of the wounds from our younger self by ourself. 
I think it's sometimes when we're grown-ups and we start to do this work and we start to understand maybe that some of the choices our parents made, whether from a place of love or from a place of fear, maybe they made crappy choices. Some of us in this room had parents who hurt us. But we can look back through the eyes of an adult and wish it was different and want it to change. And we can feel sad or we can feel angry or we can feel bitter. We can feel all of these negative and suffering emotions about what we didn't have. And sometimes I think we think that if we just have enough time with mama and daddy, if we just grow enough, that then they're gonna be who we wish we would have had. Even from a place of loving and caring for you, you sort of go, man, daddy, I wish that you had a little bit more of like, a modern sensibility about who a woman is, right? I wish that you had done this. Or I wish that mom had shown up in this way. I just, I wish she'd been a little bit more loving. I wish she would have apologized for this thing. We think that if enough time passes that then they'll become who we want them to be. And they're just gonna be who they are because they're on this journey too. Every single person in your life is on a different place of their evolutional journey. And some of us know people who are never gonna change more than a few inches in either direction. And some of us will encounter partners and friends and parents who have wild, drastic, life-changing, beautiful transformations. But if you are hoping that that will happen in order to have the healing, it never will. But you can give it to yourself. So flipping your version of not enough and understanding where it comes from like I was talking to Tana about this earlier, you already have it. You have a maternal love for your son. And if you have a maternal love for your children, or maybe you don't have kids, you have maternal love for children in your life, or maybe you have love for your friends around you, if you have that love in your heart, then you already have it to give yourself. Okay? Guys, give it up for Priya. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way, as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker. 
getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. The way that you set yourself up for success is that you can look at an entire day and understand what's going to be expected of you. I'm going to go to dinner tonight, right? VIP, we're having a dinner. I'm going to put on pants, don't worry. (laughs) I know what I'm going to eat at dinner. Why? Because this is a lot for me. And what I want to do go eat a cheeseburger with you, have a cocktail, which would be delicious, and I'm all about that life, except that tomorrow, I need energy. Don't worry, on Monday night, oh, I'm going, going ham, gonna have a good time, right? Gonna have a cocktail at the ready. Gonna treat myself, have one thing, just live my life, Dr. Amen will be fine with it, right? But I have a plan for that. And if I have a plan, I can stay with it, unless, I get triggered. So let's have a plan for you. Because we can map it out, we can create the structure that you want when it comes to your health. But just take a minute and I want you to go through this. When you are triggered, what is the most common trigger that you encounter when it comes to having a negative response for yourself? That's number one. Number two, what is the internal monologue? What does the voice in the back of your mind tell you when you are triggered in this way? When you hear that monologue, what is your emotional response to it? Then what is the action that you take? And then what is the aftermath? How do you feel after you make that choice? What was your trigger? Taking on too many tasks, tasks, so feeling overwhelmed, okay? And then tell me, when that's your trigger, what's the internal monologue that starts playing in your brain? Yeah, right. Right, so she said halfway through the day, she just doesn't care anymore. She can't even function. Um, Which, can can we grab a mic for her too so we can just hear it? Emma, thank you so much. Um, Anyone else deal with that, that you feel so overwhelmed that you just give up? Um, When I was going through my brain stuff, you have to take all of these tests, and one of the things that came up for me was uh, one of my lowest scores right here in the middle. Um, What's your name? Jenna. Jenna. Uh, One of my lowest scores was resilience. And I was like, say what? I am the most resilient human the world has ever. I just keep on going. And he's like, no, no. 
resilience to finish a task. Yeah. Because you get overwhelmed and you get stressed out and you're just like, flip it off and I'm done. Mm -hmm. So when you have that, what's the emotional response that you feel? Um, disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Because why? Because I know better. Because you know better. Yeah. You know to not take on so many tasks. You know I what? just know that I, if I see a list, I automatically become overwhelmed. So I just need to do one mm. thing at a time. Mm. Why do you feel overwhelmed when you see the list? Well, because when you own a business, you know you've got 100 things. Right. And I know it. Right. But it's, you know, you have 10 things that are one, number one priority. Right. But it's hard to prioritize. Right. And they all need to get done. Right. So when you get to the place where you are giving up, what do you actually do? Do you literally I, stop working for the day? Do you uh, do something that is easy? It depends. Right? <laughs> it depends on my mood. Right. Like, it depends on how close I am if I need to leave to go pick up my daughter. Right. Because either I just put it on somebody else or I have more the following day. Right. Which triggers the whole right. thing over again. So it just keeps going and going. Mm -hmm. And then how are you handling that stress every single night when you get home and you realize you did not, you were not productive in the way that you needed to be, how do you handle that? Then I try and overcompensate in other areas like social media. I'll right. try and do my messages, then I get mad at my kids and I'm right. yelling. And right. So just the shame spiral yeah. keeps going. Mm -hmm. Right. How are you feeling health-wise? Like the day of or like... Right overall. now, in life, Good. how are you feeling Good. emotionally? How are you feeling energetically? Well, t uh, today I'm a little mentally drained. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Good. I feel like this morning I, something clicked and I feel like I get it. Yeah. Yeah. What does it look like for you to change this cycle? Because, Jenna. Yes, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> it's not about the list. Yeah. It's not about the list. This is your paradigm. Right. This is the way you stress. So you'll keep making a list. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Yeah. You're making a list knowing in advance that it will stress you out on some subconscious right. level. You're making a list because something tells you that to be the woman you want to be, right. you have to make the list. Well, I look at people like you and I'm like, well, she right. did it. Yeah. Right. Why can't I do it? Because I focus on three things or four yeah. in life. And look, when you're early on in your career, you don't have the opportunity to, to do that, mm -hmm. right? So that's something that I had to get to a place. But I honestly think that if I would have done this earlier in my career, I would have got there faster. Yeah. If you do the things that only you can do, mm -hmm. only you can do certain things, yeah. right, in yeah. your business without question. And if you focus only on those things, if you are productive in just those areas, that's when you start to see exponential results. Right. I'm the only person that can stand on the stage at Rise and right. do the Rachel Hollis keynotes. Lots of my friends came on, they loved on you, they can do that. I'm the only person that can do this. Yeah. I'm the only person that can do my podcast. I'm the only person that can write my books. But part of it too is having to let go of the pieces that you don't need to do. Well, I don't even think it's letting go. I just feel guilty. Like, I'm the one that started the business. Yeah. And so I just kind of feel bad. Like, now we have two employees. Right. Like, they work for free? No. Right. Okay. <laughs> I know, but you so, know. I understand like, why you feel guilty you know what for paying them. <laughs> I know. They, like when they have to take the garbage out, right. I feel bad. Right. I take the like, garbage out. I know, me too. Right. Right now, the garbage needs to be taken out. Do you take the garbage out? Sure. Yeah. We lead by example. Yeah. So what's really going on? 
I just, I, I don't know. Because right. I thought I knew and now I don't. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're setting yourself up. Can I just ask, um, let's go back okay. in the past real quick. And I hope that you guys are, are applying this stuff to your own life as I'm talking to her. Your childhood was stressful, calm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm one it. of 11. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yes to your mom. Okay. Yeah. One of 11 kids. Childhood was stressful. Yeah. So your environment, your childhood was one of chaos. Oh, always. Lots yeah. to do, never actually got done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so now you recreate that narrative every single day of your life. Yeah. Because that's the state that you know how to exist in. Yeah. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. When we squeeze the orange, we yeah. never get lemon juice. Mm -hmm. So this is, again, this idea, this is why we talk so much about paradigm, is that you have a process that you are used to and subconsciously under stress, which mm -hmm. you are, yep. your brain is just going to what it knows. So you're going to keep creating this. You are creating, and I'm not saying this so that you feel bad, because sometimes people hear this, they're like, I knew it, it's my fault, <laughs> right? That's not what we're trying to do. What I'm trying to do is free you from the idea that that's the way you need to live your life. Yeah. It's a wild notion that we should aim to feel good. Mm. <laughs> We're supposed to feel good. Life is gonna kick your butt sometimes. Yeah. Things are gonna happen and you're gonna feel stressed out. That is gonna happen. But at the end of the day, I believe that our creator put us, we're supposed to feel good. Yeah. And we're not supposed to feel good in relation to what we can achieve. Because your ego, yeah. and I don't mean that in terms of being egotistical, I, I mean who we think we are, says that this is what you have to do to have value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. This is how you have value. Out of curiosity, out of 11 kids, what is the role that you played? I was third. You were third, third. okay. And how did you show up for the other kids or your mom or what was the role you played in your family? I don't really think I, I don't think I really had a role. Right. Yeah. You didn't help out? I mean, we all did. Right. Yeah. Right. Did it feel, did you feel overwhelmed by the chaos that you were experiencing? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you see any correlation between the way that you showed up as a little girl and the way that you're processing now? Yes. Right. Yeah. Because I was trying to take weight off of other people's shoulders. Absolutely. Because yeah. okay. that's your job. You're going to mm -hmm. fix it yeah. for everybody else. Which a lot, any other fixers in here? Right. Lots of us up in this room. Right, we'll make it better. I'll just do it. Oh, that's my favorite too, by the way, Jenna, because uh, I do it as well. I think it's gonna take me too long to explain to you how to do it, so yeah. I'm just gonna do yes. it myself. Yeah, and I'm just that. gonna do it myself and I'm gonna be pissed off at you that I had to do it when I never actually told you what would be helpful for me. Right. And also we have this narrative that keeps playing out. What is the, um, we talked about the internal monologue and okay. you said you feel overwhelmed and then you sort of are letting it go, but could I challenge you to ask yourself if there's any internal monologue around the idea that if you don't do it, it won't get done. Yeah. Or, or get done the right way. It won't get done the right way. And then I'll just have to do it again later, so I may as well do it right now, yeah. right? Yep. And so we have this internal monologue. And is it possible that this manifests for you in ways beyond your business? Oh, yeah. Right, are you yeah. married? No. Okay. Do no, because I am divorced. And you're I don't divorced. know if I'll do it again. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> um, but did this ever play out in your relationship where you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're Absolutely. not gonna do it right, it like I'll just do it myself. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So, the interesting thing about this is that this is your internal monologue and you keep giving it energy. Yeah. 
because you focus on this. Right. Whatever came up for you right now is the thing you're focusing on. Whatever you wrote down as your trigger, every single person in this room is what you see in your life. Look at your trigger again and ask yourself if that's not something that shows up for you again and again and again. And every single time that you keep focusing on this thing, mm -hmm. the universe is like, oh, this is what Jenna likes. Yeah, okay. She likes chaos. All she does is think about chaos and how nobody's gonna do it and how she's overwhelmed and how nobody's gonna help her. Right. But in reality, are there people in your life that if you're being real with yourself, that are helpful? Absolutely. That are supportive. Yeah. That lift you up. Mm -hmm. And so the answer to this way that you're feeling is not a better list. I keep, I feel this, I feel this with you guys. I was telling Trent backstage because I always sort of get a vibe for an audience. And I'm like, my vibe for this audience is everyone is like, tomorrow. Tomorrow's the goal day. Tomorrow's the tactic day. Tomorrow's the roadmap day. Tomorrow's the day that I figured out y'all are like nodding and laughing. And I was like, and I told him, he's like, sis, how do you want me to set this up? And I'm like, they're not getting that this is the most important day of conference. You can read a thousand books on goal setting. I can give you a thousand tactics, but I think that right now you think that the answer is a better list or more focus or how do I get, do you think that it's a solution in your business? Tell me. I have hit burnout mm -hmm. and I'm kind of nervous that they'll hit burnout. Right. So I'm like, well, let me just take it so you don't hit burnout because then I'm going to have right. one, two, three, four times right. the amount. So instead of actually showing them how to care and love for themselves so they have boundless energy, mm -hmm. you are showing them what it looks like as a leader to take everything on yourself. Yeah. You are actually showing them the opposite of what you are trying to. Right. You are showing them to be selfless. Right. You are showing them that a woman's supposed to do it completely by herself. Mm -hmm. You're, you're trying to be helpful and you're showing them the opposite of what you intend to. Right. So the answer in this for you, I know we were meant to talk about triggers right now, but the answer is actually not a better list. It's you recognizing that you have the thing you are already looking for. If you focus your energy on the people who are helping you, right. on the places you have support, Tell me this, when you go to take on a task that you know needs to be done in your business or your life or changing your baby's diaper or making dinner or doing a test in freshman year of high school that's coming up, if you go into that in a state of stress mm. or in a state of enthusiasm, in which situation are you gonna have better results? Being enthusiastic. Right, having joy. And I know that it sounds silly, but this is the entire point. It's funny because when we dig into these things, it's never about what you think it's about. Mm -hmm. It's never the symptom. It's never the list. It's never the trigger. It's why you're getting triggered in the first place. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, 
We're all super busy. We have so many things filling up our plate each and every day. And I like to imagine what it would be like if I had an extra hour. Like, what would I do? I like to think that I would be my absolute best self and I would meditate and make sure I'm journaling more. I would do my morning pages. I would really take advantage of that time. But in order to know what to do with your time, you have to understand what your priorities are. And therapy can be a really fantastic way to figure that out. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a quick questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. You can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Rach to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash rage. 